We're Kyler and Cody McCormick, two brothers on a journey to pave our own path while chasing our passion. While building our adventure filmmaking brand, The Outbound Life, we've become sponsored by some of the top brands in the film and travel industries, acquired Fortune 500 clients, and have spoken on stages all across the country sharing our story. We now invite you along on our journey as we sit down with inspiring entrepreneurs, creators, and diverse thought leaders to discuss how to live a life we consider outbound, a life where you believe your story matters and live beyond your limits. Come along and live the outbound life. Today's guest is our friend Matt Mosteller, known in the outdoor community as Powder Matt. Seattle-born turned Canadian Rocky transplant, Matt truly is a legend. He's the only person we know who has survived a grizzly bear attack and has come face-to-face with a hungry pack of wolves. When his life isn't in direct danger, he's teaching Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio how to ski or dropping into the backcountry via helicopter. His day job is senior vice president of one of Canada's premier resort brands, Resorts of the Canadian Rockies. But his after-hour job is full-time adventuring. His adventures and stories can be seen regularly in the Calgary Herald, Vancouver Sun, Explore Magazine, and many other notable publications. Today, we're going to hear these wild stories firsthand. So buckle your seatbelt, take your Xanax, or do some yoga, whatever you got to do, and let's go. Matt, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's just awesome to be with you guys. Thank you, Cody and Kyler. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, we're, we're stoked to have you here. And I think, uh, gosh, well, first of all, let's address the elephant in the room. We're <laughs> living under a global pandemic here and life looks different than it ever has. Where are you right now? Like what's kind of COVID protocol looking like for you? Well, nestled snugly up uh, in the middle of, uh, up to against the Purcell Mountains of British Columbia with the uh, Canadian Rockies on the other side. So cradled in a really cool valley uh, in Kimberley, British Columbia. Awesome. So you're up in Kimberley right now. Yes. Because you're typically based in Calgary. Is that where your home is? We, we're, we're, we're vagabonds uh, between uh, Golden, uh, British Columbia, Kimberly, British Columbia, and Fernie, British Columbia. But, uh, but we really uh, love the location. And, and uh, Kimberly is a great, playful place uh, in the center of adventure and many things to do here. I love it. Now, Matt, like one of the things with you is I feel like it's so hard to put you in a box, right? It's like you're kind of like the circus of a person that we know. If somebody out there knows Powder Matt or knows of Powder Matt, they know of all these myths and legends. So I think what I'm excited to do is like, man, we get like, you know, a half hour to sit down and try to share as much as we can uh, to people who who have maybe like never heard of you. So to to do that, I want to try to dissect your story a little bit. And I think people looking at your life right now, yeah, they hear of all these crazy expeditions you're doing in the wilderness or, you know, you're an author and you're always talking about all these amazing things. But I want to rewind a little bit and uh, talk about your childhood, because I know you faced some adversity in your childhood. Uh, Can you kind of bring us back to what it was like in your life being a kid and uh, put us in your shoes? Oh, that's that's great, Kyler. Thank you. Uh, good question. Uh, and I'm humbled uh, to be with you both. Uh, obviously, you guys have done so much in your lives and done so much more than I could ever dream of by the age uh, you guys are. So way to go. Um, you know, I, I, I had a wonderful, warm, loving, caring uh, up family and, and uh, parents and, and, and brother. And I was very fortunate and grateful uh, for, for all that. Um, but, you know, but I was naturally kind of born uh, chubby and, and uh, somewhat would say fat and, and got fatter. Uh, and, and, you know, it's, it, it, it became, a, uh, you know, obviously to the point of obese. Uh, and, and that obviously had, you know, for me, 
put me, and I, it's hard for me to even think about it now, but I, I certainly felt, um, you know, I, I, that I was, uh, you know, without maybe as many friends as other people. And I was not able to do as much as the others were able to do. I didn't go out as often. Uh, and, and, you know, and being in your room, uh, you know, obviously when you're young, um, you know, and, and watching other looking out your window and watching others play and have more friends and all those kind of elements, uh, you know, that, that, that is a, a definite challenge. And, and, you know, so for me, I, I would say that um, those are real challenges and, 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 you know, they're really about how to create, I think my parents tried uh, to the best uh, uh, way possible to create an environment where I could succeed. You know, they tried to get me outside, tried to get me out doing more things, but nothing re- really clicked for me. And, and I didn't mm-hmm. grab onto anything and, and say that was, you know, that's, that's my way. And, and so, you know, I really wasn't moving forward, you know, until really one day, and uh, that opportunity, I think, really only presented itself because the family uh, wanted gas money. But, but uh, mm-hmm. you know how people say, hey, you, we'll take your kid with us. Uh, can you throw in some gas money for a <laughs> sure, trip sure. or for, to go hiking or to go to the beach? You know, those kind of activities that are normal for a lot of families. But they, this family invited me to go skiing. But they, I think they knew all really that dude, I wasn't going to ski and they definitely just wanted to get to that mountain as fast as possible. And, and as soon as we arrived in the parking lot, they unloaded and, and grabbed their gear and went about their way. And so then I was sitting in the, 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 uh, station wagon. Um, it's classic frozen, uh, parking lot, um, uh, landscape, you know, the, uh, the, the mix of ice and gravel and, you know, sitting in that, that station wagon, you, you naturally breathing away as you would, but it fogs up your windows, right? Which then mm-hmm. freeze uh, if you've been in that situation before. So I opened the door to let some fresh air in. And in opening that door, uh, I was just sat there and, you know, pondering, looking around and then I'm looking forward in the station wagon, obviously. And then all of a sudden this arm reached in, grabbed mm-hmm. my arm. And, and the, the gentleman said, Hey kid, you know, what are you doing? And, and, uh, and then he said, I'm going to teach you how to ski. Come on. And he grabbed me and hauled me across <laughs> that parking lot, got me geared up and took me to the top of a rope toe and taught me a few things and then sent me on my way. But the biggest thing for me, was all of a sudden, you know, was the feeling of freedom. Hmm. I, I, I had never felt that. I, you know, with that feeling of, of, of just complete effort flying and, and wind in my face and joy and smile and laughter and everything. Cause I was doing it myself and I was the one who was going down that hill and, and, and I was capable and able to do, to do this. And there's a, there's an incredible, uh, what I feel like to me is what's so powerful when you feel capable of doing something yourself, it's, you know, we all take that for granted, you know, but remember that time, the first time you rode your bike, you did it yourself. You know, remember that time, the first time you, you swam across the pool. Those are feelings that are so important and so vital mm. for people. I really believe the outdoors and nature provides those elements that are building blocks for life that are so vital for your, your entire life. And for me, this experience of, of, of skiing, of that feeling of freedom 
was such a, a turning point, you know, the crux, the cornerstone, whatever you want to call it, but it wired in my brain a feeling that I felt and wanted to feel for the rest of my life. And in fact, mm. so much so that I went home and at dinner, you know, my dad said, oh, how was the day? And I just said out of the blue, because I really kn- knew nothing really about skiing, yeah, obviously. Sure. But I said, I want to ski mountains for the rest of my life. Wow. And I will make that happen, you know, essentially is what I said. Wow. Well, I mean, just to hear that, to, to see that openly, you were so blessed to have such a turning point in your life, like to, to go from a life that, you know, you feel whether, you know, you were picked on or just kind of outcast or not fitting in right and probably down about your appearance and just, you know, being overweight. It's like that as a kid obviously can mess so much with, with your psyche and really, really have a tough impact on your, you know, your formative years, but then to have that turning point where someone, and I love how you talk through, like you open that door and like by you just opening that door, you know, it's kind of like a metaphor for, for allowing some change to happen. And this person grabbed you and took you on this journey and you loved it. You loved the experience, the freedom. And, and I think, you know, as I'm listening to the story, it's like, I get to see you as a kid feel stuck and then you feel that freedom and it's like really opening you up to what's possible for yourself. And I think what's interesting is like, again, that's, that's amazing that you had that type of turning point in your life. But I think so many also probably have similar struggles and can't put their finger on like a big turning point or when they felt this big rush of freedom. I'm curious, Matt, from your perspective, like what you would say to a kid or somebody that doesn't necessarily feel like they have a parent or a mentor or someone in authority that's helping coach them through that struggle and opening their eyes. Like how, how do you talk to someone that's so stuck in that spot right now? Hmm. Well, I, I think that's, that's good, Cody. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's one thing I've, I've, I have continued to wrestle with this because I, you know, you have so many educators, teachers, people we look up to our parents, maybe even uh, as an example that say, follow your passion. Yeah. Hmm. And, and that's what they just say, follow your passion and follow your passion. And, and you have then the, the individual on the other side, you know, let's, let's use an under 40 and aged individual. Well, like, what does that mean? You yeah. know, uh, and, and, and I'm, you know, I, I sit there and think, I, th- I thought about that a lot, you know, well, how do you unpack that? You know, and, and so for me, I think the, uh, what I like to break it down or distill it down further is into just simple, like I would, I would put together a little trial list. What are some of mm. the things kind of, if, cause if you don't have a mentor, you're so right, Cody, cause what's going to open the door for you that right. What, right. what is that? So if you don't have that, so put down a few things, do a trial list of two or three things, what you may be interested in, and then start going down, uh, try them out, get started doing whatever it is on that list. Pick number one, I want to learn how to fly. So then, uh, you know, save up some money, get that one trial flight. You know, if you like it, then maybe you, you start with uh, how developing a plan to pay for it. And then you start, how am I going to what, build time into my regular schedule to do ground school? Those kind of elements. Go for far enough to say, I really like it, 
or I don't. Hmm. But you can't just say from the beginning, oh, I don't like it the first time because maybe you'll be the type of person that doesn't like anything that maybe has a little bit of work with it. Hmm. You've actually got to do a little bit of the work, stir the pot a little further and deeper so that you can see if it's something, if you're, if you are capable and if there is an interest that starts growing around it where you go, Hey, you know what? I really like it. And stepping back sometimes will help you share a little insight on yourself to say, yeah, that, that did start. I really did like the feeling of flying. Yeah. Even though the navigation part was difficult and, and I maybe felt like I couldn't do that, but maybe I can because the flying part's really amazing and, and I'm going to do this. Mm. Right. Part of it is being able to, um, give yourself the chance to try, give yourself the chance to go a little deeper with it. And then you can start saying, well, maybe that is a passion of mine, you know, and, but if we don't start down the road, a lot of us just stop right at what follow your passion. Well, what is it? I don't know. And you don't do anything. And then you just, you don't take a first step. Yeah. You take the easiest route because everybody in your, your, your world has a job. Everybody in your world's going to school, whatever your world's around you, then you think, well, I got to be like them now. So I'll just do what they're doing. And, and yeah, granted, we all have bills to pay. We have things we got to take care of. But you can always find a way to move forward or to sit back. Yeah. My belief is that we're learning and growing when we're moving forward. So move forward on some of the things that are of interest, the things you'd like to try on your trial list. That's big. You're talking about motion. You're saying that as obvious as it sounds, you can't move forward when you're sitting still, right? It's like we're, we're talking about these words that I think, gosh, culturally, they're such big buzzwords, passion, purpose, you know, like they're intimidating is what they are. They're hard to break down. Yeah. And so as long as I'm sitting on the sidelines looking at what is my passion, what's my life purpose, my gosh, like these baby steps as to like you're saying, encouraging people to break that down a little bit and maybe start with like curiosities. What what do I daydream about? What, where does my attention go? And could I make a list of some of these things I'm curious about and start with one thing? I think that's, that's really yeah. practical. And that's, that's really helpful. Um, Matt, something I want to talk about is a little while back, you did an interview with Bloomberg. In part of that interview, it, it talks about how for 30 years, you've been connecting business, political and cultural leaders with the great outdoors. So it continues to say you host self-help retreats on snowy slopes, wild rivers, steep mountain paths, and these outdoor adventures that you do often mix people with like all sorts of different occupations, actors, bankers, pro athletes to get them out of whatever mental or emotional rut that they're in. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about that. Well, it's, uh, it's an, I've, I've been very grateful for a fortunate opportunity to spend a lot of time with a, a lot of very interesting people. And, and, uh, and I, I think, you know, I, um, to be a bit selfish on my part, it, it's, uh, I do it so I can learn and continue to grow too, because there are types of people that have a lot to offer, um, a lot of insight and a lot of experiences. And sometimes we have to, you know, I, I really think we got to give a lot, you know, or, or set up things that provide us opportunities of growth, right? So for me, setting up, I don't do this for pay or anything. So I just do it um, you know, for me, the payback is the learning that I get and the growth I get and the connection with people that I get, because I, I love connecting with people um, and I love growing. So, so, you know, maybe there's things that others can do in their life where they can set up situations uh, for themselves to grow. I mean, this is just one example of a way that I do it. 
is I'll put a group together and we go do an adventure and I'll set up all the details and elements and, and then we go and do it. But I think, you know, you can make it as simple as, as, as what is all, you know, a regular idea that I think uh, people don't take advantage of uh, enough is just setting up a coffee catch up mm-hmm. with somebody, uh, somebody in your community it could be in your LinkedIn community it could be, you know, someone that you look up to or, or you want to learn something about or a new area or field you want to learn about. So connect me with them and say, hey, can I buy a coffee? Most people will respond positively and do that, you know, and and for me, I also like to see how others when when you take people that aren't, it's really a, a very um, it makes me laugh. It fills me with joy to watch others experience the outdoors. And mm-hmm. so when you take people that are highly successful in other environments and then put them in the wilderness, there's an incredible experience that happens. Mm-hmm. It's an incredible experience, overpowering for the individual. Uh, and as they're going through that, all of the, ele- all, all of the elements that happen of discovery, of a sense of adventure, of perseverance, of self-reliance, all of those components come alive. And that is just incredibly powerful to watch and see and be part of. Is there a potential story that comes to mind when you think of, you know, all those incredible retreats you've been on of how you helped someone on one of those trips get through a mental rut? Well, a credible one for me, because I love to ski and I, I relate a lot of things back to, to powder. Uh, and, and I love the powder highway region, which is this vast region, uh, obviously that, you know, special zone of it, uh, where between Golden, and Kimberly and Fernie that, that I frequent, you know, regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the highway itself is known for over 70 feet of snow each winter. Wow. So it is blessed with a lot of powder. So for people that love to ski powder, it is the region in the world to go to. And, and there's a variety of ways to do that. The ski resort, the cat skiing, the heli skiing, the backcountry lodge touring. There's, there's a bunch of different ways to do that. But I, I've had a group for a while that, that included a, an NFL quarterback. And, and over time, we skied for you know early days. Uh, and it was early days in his career. And as that time in his career and life, as he uh, grew in um, you know, importance uh, from his uh, athletic uh, capabilities and and producing results uh, with the team he was on. And, and uh, you know, over time, uh, I, you know, I was always like, um, you know, I think everybody's in awe of all NFL or all professional sports athletes. It's a lot of work to make it to where they've got to. It's a, it's a lot of, a lot of uh, um, elements uh, that go, are packed in that bag to get to, to, to the top, uh, the, the less than 1.1% that get there. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always, uh, you know, I wouldn't say much to him or ask him too many questions. I just watched that. I, I could see on his face that he thoroughly enjoyed uh, powder skiing. And he'd always be the last one, you know, back down. He'd always want to go up and do another run. And, uh, but one year I asked him, I said, you know, so, you know, given your situation and all, you can do anything in your life, you know, and, and uh, you have all the financial resources, you know, you have, uh, um, you know, you, you have uh, everything going for you. you. You can open any door, do whatever you want to do it. You can do any sport. But I asked him, I said, so, so from all of our time we spent in this wilderness and all this environment of nature and, you know, what is the, what have you learned from it? And what, what, what has this provided you? But first a word about our sponsor. 
This podcast is sponsored by Rode Microphones, the Australian pro audio powerhouse making incredible gear for podcasters, vloggers, filmmakers, musicians, and audio engineers. And, and he said that, you know, when you're uh, deep in the pocket and uh, the roar or what, what he said, the crushing noise of 80,000 fans on top of you, and you've got that burden, that weight, you know, your arm can feel lifeless hmm. and it can feel like it can do nothing. So that's when you really need an outlet to give it life, to give it energy and focus. And his outlet to be able to toss that ball, rocket that ball down the field into the receiver's arms was powder skiing. Huh. He said, it's powder hmm. skiing gives me focus. Powder skiing gives me energy. Powder skiing provides an outlet for me to be successful. Wow. And I think every successful person that I've been with on all of my uh, adventure projects uh, has always said that they always needed an outlet hmm. in their own life. You know, something that was able to take them away when what they do normally or what they have or experience in their regular everyday lives is too much. Hmm. That's wild. That's probably so eye-opening for you to have these experiences to be firsthand with people that, you know, most of us, we watch on TV or we, we see the level that they compete at, you know, um, on the field, on TV. And to be up close to them and see that they're just another human. They have, they have these things that, you know, they struggle with as well. And that they're not just like superhuman pretty much. And we all need these things to tie us back to the ground. And, and how cool is that to have that experience to be able to powder ski with this individual and then see how much of an impact that's had on them. And I think, you know, you've, you've shared some really cool stories over the years and uh, rumor on the street is you've taught Tom Hardy Leonardo DiCaprio, Christopher Nolan, and Ellen Page how to ski for the movie Inception. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, yeah, I, they're incredible people. It's a, it's a, it's quite an honor to to uh, hang out with them and and uh, just just uh, you know what? But like you said, Cody, they're no different than we are. You know, mm. everybody's got inside them uh, this this special ingredient. And mm. you know, one thing I think that's really interesting to me is you know i i i'm one side you know the ten thousand hours is is a is a is a, that everybody talks about but i'm also on another side for me i think it's more about what what's what's your sauce hmm. you know you know and uncovering your own everybody has a magic ingredient inside of them we're all unique special and wonderful in our own unique way there is nobody there's no other cody there's no other kyler and so each of you have something that's very, very special. Now, you guys have tons of different things that are special, but really uncover what those really, really deep special ingredients are is something that's really important to do in your life. And, and the reason why is that that, I think, can take down that 10,000 hours like very quickly because well, I think we have those ingredients that make us naturally able to do really good things for certain segments out there right so it, some artists might be i'll just grab that instrument and some 
the one in a million can just start playing it. Hmm. And, and it is just comes like no uh, other way. This magic just comes out of that instrument immediately or that brush of the artist that all of a sudden just starts painting away, you know, just incredible works. I think there, you have to take time and put yourself in a lot of different, um, uh, you know, you have to, I use out the outdoors or nature right. to uh, push myself to uncover magic. And, and I think, you know, we all have to try, challenge ourselves to do a bunch of different th things. Now, going back to these, these artists, cause I, you know, I, you, you mentioned Tom yeah. Hardy, Chris and Ellen Page and Christopher Nolan, they're incredible artists, obviously, and incredibly talented. They found that that magic ingredient, and each they're each of them in their own unique way. Um, and but I think again, it goes back to uh, you know being able to share something uh, that you love is very rewarding. So me, so being being able to with my wife teach them how to ski uh, was was an incredible experience for us. Um, each of them, you know, I, I thought I, we were both grateful to spend time with, with each of them, but I, my funniest takeaway is, uh, Tom Hardy is, is an incredible athlete, but he's really super fit. He is, uh, obviously and my wife thinks he's incredibly good looking too, uh, <laughs> but he's also wants to go crazy fast. And yeah. I think he would give, he would give me a hard time if I said this, but the truth is he wants to go way too fast on his skis than what he's qualified for. <laughs> Uh, and, and it actually creates kind of a dangerous experience for the <laughs> other people on the slopes. And and Ellen Page, you know, she's quiet, uh, very uh, um, humble, grateful, but she's an incredible athlete. And I think mm. she had lots of ice skating uh, in her background, which ice skating really transfers very quickly over to skiing. So anybody that's good at ice skating um, can become a skier really quickly. I, I always... Um, you know, experience that with any, I just ask them, you, you skated. Yep. Okay. This will be easy for you. Yeah, Matt, there's so many things that you were just talking about that I just absolutely love. I think to rewind just a little bit with you talking about, you know, okay, yeah, that, that's such a, uh, a popular thing that, you know, people are talking about and debating nowadays that 10,000 hour rule, you know, how, how long does it take to become an expert at something? But you were talking about, I think this idea of like self-awareness. Well, let's not just look at anything as if you could perfect that. Like, who are you? And it reminds me of the quote by the great business writer, Peter F. Drucker. In one of his books, Managing Oneself, the quote goes like this. It says, it takes far less energy to move from first-rate performance to excellence than it does to move from incompetence to mediocrity. So I think so many of us, it's like, without really diving deep and figuring out, well, who am I? We're going to be trying to, to go from incompetence to mediocrity, whereas it seems like with you in your life, even when I asked you, hey, how did you start taking all these interesting people on these retreats? You kind of lit up and your inner child was like, well, it feeds me. It's my learning. Mm. It's my joy. And uh, that curiosity, going back to that word, led you to, you know, you, you started reaching out to people and said, hey, I would love to create an opportunity. And I think what's powerful is that uh, we each have the power to do that in different ways in our life, whether that looks like going out on, you know, these wilderness adventures for weeks with celebrities or just like you said, uh, sending a text, can we have coffee? And I think something really practical that Cody and I have done over the years is uh, you know, it was kind of grounded in those same principles. We, we have a weekly think tank 
right? We, we just a group of young guys who are, you know, working on running businesses. And we, we simply sent a text, hey, would you guys want to gather once a week and let's talk about business, you know, setting goals, uh, chasing our dreams and and simply sending a text, you know, it, it made everybody want to say yes. So I think, you know, that's something that I think after this podcast, I'm going to be really contemplating. It's like, how many of these opportunities are hidden in plain sight that if just you sent a text or you sent an email, uh, you might be able to create an opportunity that everybody would be really excited about. I was going to say another note that I picked up on Matt, what you were talking about was just how everybody literally is unique and like everybody's story is so different. And I think that it's clear when we look back to your story of like, no, even though people can relate with your story and I hope some people listening can literally see themselves as, you know, as you, as a kid, and kind of walk through that process to see where they could take another step. But I think understanding that we all have a unique story, it can either put you in isolation and you can feel alone, or you can really look at yourself as like this rare cre- creation. You know, like, I, and that that's my belief is that everybody, because everybody has their own story, they're rare, which rare things have so much value. And I think a lot of times we'll go through life never really finding out what, how us being rare, you know, how we're really wired or what we're going to excel best at. And that's where the whole experimentation and pursuing your curiosity, that's what comes into play. But I think, you know, each of, each of the, the people that rise to the top, they've just, you know, whether it's by luck or whether it's by hard effort or we're in the right place at the right time, like things came together and they bubbled to the top and started to excel at whatever they were wired at. And I think, you know, a lot of people might look down on themselves of not having found that yet. But it's not a question of if it's inside you or whether you can be that. It's more so, in my opinion, you know, have you stumbled upon that yet or have you found it yet? Which to me just gives me a lot of hope because, you know, there's days that certainly I question what I'm doing. But luckily, most days I feel really that I'm honing in on what I'm, what I'm more so gifted at and how it's impacting others. And, you know, I'm thankful to have found that kind of place, but we're always still growing and learning. But I think it's just kind of like, to me, that was a big reminder that we need to push into that. And you can't get down on yourself for not having found it yet. Well, you know what, I, Cody, I think you hit onto it uh, really well. And I, I couldn't say it better than how you just shared that. So thank you for that. And I think it's a push to you know, some might say, um, I, I liken it to a, a river um, mm. or a, a snowfield. You know, you're skiing down or you're paddling down. Um, you know, some parts of the river are faster water. Some parts are slower. You eddy out. Some parts are more challenging. But if you're not moving down the, the, in the river or, or flowing uh, in life, then you're not going to be learning or uncovering. And, and I think that... Th- that we have it already hotwired in us to want to discover things. Some of us challenge ourselves that discovery more than others. Now, I think it's something we have to do, you know, regularly. I think it gets more challenging as we age, actually. Mm. Um, and it's real sad when you're a younger person and aren't able to do it at all. Now, it doesn't mean you have to go on a wild river to have discovery. It could be just walking to visit a park you've never been to or going to a local library. In days of, of, of these COVID-19, it could be just walking a path, 
know, with your pro uh, appropriate social distancing uh, that you've never been on and, and sitting someplace and taking in a new view or listening to the sounds uh, and, and just, just think, pondering in a different way than you have before. Mm. You never know when that point of inspiration is going to happen, which then challenges you to look with a different lens or uh, in, a, in a different way, something. And you may look at something totally different because of that. And now then think, well, oh, that's what I should be doing right now. Or, or that's an opportunity for me, you know? And, and I think that's what you gotta, you know, obviously you guys, you, you both are very unique in that you're both optimistic, you're both highly motivated. And I, I do um, understand and I, I do get that there are people that aren't, highly motivated and there are people that aren't as optimistic too mm. and and so i think it is though finding a way i do still think that no matter what your frame uh of operation is uh you still need to be moving and and curiosity still needs to be working away at you um because if you're, you're not curious then we aren't learning and when when we aren't learning we aren't growing Hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's super, super important. The other part that I think that people can really do to, uh, create more curiosity and to create hmm. more discovery in their life is just to connect with more people is an easy way, but, but also, uh, sharing kindness and doing good in your community. How can I help support my community? Hmm. And once you support your community and that can be simple support, you know, like maybe your local food bank needs help now. You know, rallying a few friends to take some food down to the food bank, uh, obviously following safe protocol. But you can do that in the people that you may meet uh, because of, you know, whether it's online, text or email, you know, because of the efforts you're doing and creating this food bank uh, support may also provide some opportunity for growth for you in, an, in another way. Mm -hmm. We never if we aren't creating ways for discovery to happen, then we aren't learning and growing. So create points of discovery where, and I like the points of discovery that are really powerful where it's where you're doing good, where you're creating, um, you know, do, uh, deeds of kindness, where you're showing care, where you're connecting your friends like you do with your text message. Hey, crew, let's get together. We'll have a Zoom chat, you know, weekly. The more we connect, the more we discover, the mm. more we discover, the more we grow. Wow. Matt, uh, something I love about you is, well, obviously you're full of so many of these uh, powerful life lessons and metaphors. And I feel like just about anybody who came across, you would want to sit around a fire and just listen for days on end to the stories you have to tell. But um, something that's really interesting is how you can take these uh, crazy life adventures and then distill it down to, oh, and by the way, uh, you, you know, Molly, who works at you know, some corporate job, how this can apply to you is like give back in your community, like text somebody. It's very practical. Um, but I like that you're willing to go the lengths to the most extreme things in order to extract the lessons that anybody could learn from myself included. Um, looking at your story, something crazy about you that I, <laughs> I don't know that I can say about anybody else. I know um, you survived a grizzly attack. Can you tell us a little bit about that story and how that impacted your life? Well, it's, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, Kyler, it's impacted my life in a lot of ways. Uh, um, and some of them I'm still discovering to this day, but the most important one that it, um, I can say, and I'm sure, um, 
COVID-19 will do the same for most everybody else too as well, is just being grateful, uh, grateful, and grateful for really simple things every day. You know, um, you know, a, a grizzly bear that you know m moves at a speed of a freight train and has the the weight of of uh, you know three big linebackers of an of a, one of the best of NFL teams. You know that that's a powerful, powerful uh, to, to face that. It, it but it it really um, really impressed upon me all that that power really showcased i think in a way that the, the vital takeaway for me was the simple things of your life so shelter you know um having warmth having f a friend family uh b being able to laugh simple joys you know it, the more simpler we get in our lives the better we appreciate everything else that goes on and the less wants we have in our lives, uh, the whole or we will feel, you know, and, and the more we give uh, each and every day, uh, the more we will receive a, a, a power that's beyond that really you can't put into words. It's as powerful as a as a grizzly bear each and every day that comes back into you when you give. And if and and I would I would urge everybody you know and we're seeing it a lot today and very fortunate to have so many incredible people out there on 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 the, at the essential services level providing mm -hmm. care for people every all the health workers all all the the, the uh, grocery store the truck drivers everybody that's doing their part to make a difference each and every day so we can still continue forward it's truly inspiring. But, but I think everybody needs to do that. And it's not just during the COVID-19 times, but it's everyday gratefulness, everyday support for others, everyday giving back. And if we apply those three steps, we will grow immensely. We will have the power of the grizzly bear with us instead of squishing us. Mm. And, and that power of that bear is, is super powerful not to do bad but it's super powerful to do good each and every day and i think that's you know what that bear has meant for my life and meant to me you know it brought me down you know literally and and uh and it definitely took me down where i wouldn't ha go into the wild um you know mm. for a couple of years wow and 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 i know the wild and and wild places is such an important part of my life you know it was it's it's really gives me incredible life it's life giving to me nature is and so i really needed it badly and i really wanted it to also be able to share that with my kids but but because of that my encounter with the bear i wasn't able to you know share it with my kids i i and i and that really mm -hmm. drove me to feel uh, you know that, that uh, no no I, I I've got to adapt I got to find the good and I got to move forward and so I've, I've really the bear is a powerful good and it's a symbol that we all have to um, you know I, I look at it because that bear is always chasing me to do better mm. you know I don't I can't tell you what that is for you guys yeah but I think we right. should always have the, the motivation shouldn't be greed or or our, our money or stupidity the motivation should be goodness, care, and kindness, 
and 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 our motivation should be curiosity to learn to help to to thrive now everybody's got to find that you know in their own way you know i, I if you're not hotwired to be good already then you can still find that too you know and and maybe that's where certainly um some very challenging times or challenging experience can help people realize you know in their own lives that oh yeah i i do need to be a better person or mm. or or i'm thankful to be alive so now maybe my role is to to maybe help others out to to assist them and and in ways that might make their a difference in, in their lives too and so we don't all need to be chased by grizzly bears to have it we don't all need to have some death-defying experience to have it. It's just how do we rewire ourselves to make sure we're motivated to, to just generally say, how can I be better today than bitter? Mm-hmm. That's powerful. Now, Matt, honestly, I think what we're all wondering is, does, does this bear bite you in the butt? Or like, what, what happened here? Were you fist fighting <laughs> well, with this? Or how'd you, yeah. how'd you escape? Arm wrestle, down the hill? what happened? Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, they they they've definitely got the uh uh the, the the fist fight would not be a very good experience <laughs> no kidding uh the the uh every, everything about a bear is built you know to uh do damage and and partly that's just they're hotwired to survive you know mm-hmm. that's their their deal i really don't i know i look at bears and I, they're not you know they're not their motivation isn't to do harm to the humans, their, their motivation is get out of my way. I'm going about what I'm, you know, got to do. Right. Uh, and essentially, the issues happen when humans, you know, get in in their way, and or humans do things that that provoke or or um, you know make a bear become a bad bear. Whether it's you know, putting out food or leaving out food on a, a camp uh, site, etc. So no, I you know it's it's very t- hard for me to actually even share all the details around it because. Uh, I I still have it emblazoned in the back of my brain and I still wake mm-hmm. up with anxiety and, and uh, f- my own personal fears around it. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're, you're bat, bat batted, bat, bound, batted around like a, uh, a rag doll by a, by a grizzly bear, it's, uh, it's quite an experience. Um, it's, uh, they're definitely a, that power of nature. I, I'm in awe and I'm humbled. Mm-hmm. Uh, by 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 mother nature and and certainly the power of of uh, these those amazing uh, creatures i mean grizzly bears are just incredible and now it's a it's a passion of mine to watch them from a great distance <laughs> in a yeah. safe distance and uh, and try to learn as much about them as possible and also try to learn a, as much about their flora and fauna and and their range and and how uh, because i think as a symbol it's important for for us to see uh, wild animals uh, in North America and, and in the world, and and uh, you know humans can we can need to do our part to help support the the environment in a way that uh, creates a uh, um, you know a place that's uh, you know so they can be uh, powerful, strong, and free, just just right. like us. Right. That's awesome. Well, Matt, I got to say, thank you so much for, for giving your time today to, to join us, hearing these stories. You know, like I can really envision it all, and I think knowing you over these last handful of years getting to go on adventures with you up in you know the canadian rockies has really opened our eyes to a whole new side of life i think um you know until i had met you i had not heard of the powder highway and that you know is something that you opened our eyes to and you <laughs> we've gone on some really cool backcountry you know wilderness excursions with you and with your friends and um 
that's brought a lot of life to me because growing up, I've always appreciated the outdoors, but I haven't necessarily been, you know, the, the crazy spending all my nights under the stars, um, you know, probably compared to most my friends in the Chicagoland area, whatnot, we live more of an adventurous life, but it's still like, I love hearing the stories from you firsthand of what that really means and what that can, uh, can do in one's life. And it's it certainly brought me closer to nature and makes me want to keep going on these adventures. Cause they're, I don't know how to say it any other way than it's, it's addicting. Like it, like we go on an adventure, I get back and I'm like, man, I want that again. It really puts perspective in my life. And I think, um, you know, it's opened my eyes to a lot of things. Um, but yeah, before we roll, what's, what's the best way for people to stay in touch with you to follow, follow along in your journey as you know, you've got probably a lot of cool things coming up. Well, that's awesome. And I, I have a lot of respect for you too, that the resilience and the perseverance, uh, and your strength that you had on the last epic we did uh <laughs> barely made it out absolutely incredible uh absolutely incredible and you know what you you guys show that uh um you guys you both fight mediocrity you guys have a growth mindset and and that is powerful stuff and both in your physical and 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 in your mental uh aspect of your lives so you know that that you both are so vital um my i'm at powder mat on stellar because that's a S T E L L E R as a social channel for travel and adventure at cool. powder Matt on Instagram and powdermat.com is my website. And, uh, I look forward to connecting with everybody and, uh, and look forward to following, um, many adventures of, of, uh, all the, the audience, uh, uh, because so many people have such great stories to tell and so many great stories to be told are coming out of all both of you two and and all of the the followers that you both have so i love your thing believe your story matters because of it and live beyond your limits hmm. way to go you two thank you for having me on the show today thanks Matt, so much man everything really appreciate you a few closing thoughts guys first we're so grateful you took the time to listen today it really means a lot to us to be able to share our journey with you second if you got any value or inspiration from this episode please take a minute to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, remember, your story matters. So go for it today and live the outbound life.